0: Hello, and welcome to Swallows on the Wire, a podcast where I explore slowing down and taking time to really notice the nature that is all around us. I invite you to join me as I delve into the fascinating joys of the natural world and all it gives us if we stop for a moment and pay witness to its wonders. In this episode, I take a look at the small wild in my weekly diary from the 6th to the 12th of September, 2021. Monday the 6th of September Today came beautifully Warm, mist, sun glowing through the haze A morning walk Spider webs cling between all and any Geometric gossamer glints in sunlight Others cocoon the heads of dried spent wildflower All is full of golden beauty It takes my breath away. Large bindweed fills, climbs and sprawls in hedgerows. The white flowers hang like wedding gowns and lanterns among the green. Dried teasels stand so very tall. I believe the swallows have gone. The wire lies empty. A taut, bereft line Cutting across the sky. Rooks call and echo in large groups. It is hot today. The cats move from shade to shade. Bees and white butterflies once more busy themselves. It is as if they are only real when the sun shines. I pick perhaps the last of the fresh beans. Also the last of the plums. A large dragonfly spit fires up and down the garden. I have been taming some of the brambles. With stealth, they have doubled their reach. There is a breeze, but it is warm. It knocks leaves from trees with soft kisses. More blackberries darken, but I mustn't be fooled. They are not ready yet. The rambling rose is flowering again, small and bright pink. Large heads of lettuce are ready to be picked. Tomatoes are ripening. We dig the first of our main crop potatoes for tea. Long, old, dried grasses swing their heads, cross-hatched back and forth in the breeze they bend, feet anchored, but their movement is free. The neighbors' white homing pigeons loop circuits overhead. I place my bare feet on the grass; it is dry, and the earth beneath packed hard. I sit in warm, dappled shade and peace. Tuesday, the seventh of September. Hot, unseasonably. We head to the coast. Gulls and their oversized young line the water's edge and rooftops. Sat on stones, I idly trawl my fingers back and forth. Those underneath are still wet, shining like gems. Blue and white crackle-cracked patterns on round stones remind me of whale sharks. I often take home a hagstone, stringing it through its hole onto a snake of others. None are found today. As well as fascination of the multitude of different colours, I am drawn to their feel. Some so smooth, held in hand, thumb circling the flat soft surfaces. There is a comfort in this. Walking on stones, you feel millennia slide underfoot. Stood in shingle, toes disappear under sand as retreating waves drag back. The water is cool, not cold. A haze obscures the horizon. A gull bobs serenely, a winged paper boat. Walking higher... Tall grasses with long black beards tower above. A tangle of brambles, blackberries darkening, thicken the banks. It is so very hot. Sweat runs. Above, an old red brick wall stands opposite a thicket of flowering ivy. There is a loud drone of insect activity within the glossy green. Bees, hoverflies, flies and more. Each brick of the old red wall has had names dug into the crumble and dust. Decades of names. Debbie and Webby Forever, 1977. A return home with a pocket full of stones. Wednesday, the 8th of September. A golden haze hangs on the field at the front of our house. Jasmine and honeysuckle, although both beautiful and heavenly scented, are thuggish in behaviour. The spirea flowers have dried purple to brown. I remove them. I cut down the old lemon balm, old but still with fresh scent. Creeping cinquefoil is taking over. A cloudless sky, uninterrupted blue save with the birds punctuating. A soft breeze brushes the skin with gentle warmth. A crow calls its croaky cry. 27 degrees and I have been making plum jam. Starlings cover roofs and chimney pots. Two collared doves perch each end of an aerial. A plane glides over high above. More sunflowers planted by the birds have opened. The bright yellow allure to insects. The speckled chests of juvenile starlings are a waistcoat of stars on the night sky. The weeping crabapple almost touches the ground. The grass is brown and dry. It crunches underfoot. I lie on a blanket and close my eyes. The wind rustling in the trees sounds like waves breaking on a seashore. A strong gust of wind blows dried leaves from branches, spinning and eddying down onto the blanket. Autumn begins an unveiling of bones. Cat's ear closes up its yellow and rust-striped petals in the shade. False night. They will open again as the sun moves round. A devil's coach horse, a beetle of deep black, long and with an animatronic segmented body, has been caught up in a cobweb. I help it right itself, and for my trouble, it rears its abdomen at me before diving headlong into the grass. Thursday, the 9th of September There was rain overnight. Minimal, but welcome. There is an absolute cacophony emanating from the waterfall of branches. Starlings. Occasionally they will, all of a sudden, fall silent for a moment or two. Then the wall of noise starts again. Goldenrod stands strong and to attention. Spills of bright yellow on its peaks. The wind is cool enough to fool you into not realising the powerful strength of the sun. New struts of fruit trees pop up everywhere. A robin bathes in one of the shallow bowls of water and stones. Holly berries appear, green for now. I eat a plump blackberry, almost there. Late strawberries are ripening. What appears to be a familiar shape darts by the window. I am sure it is a swallow. There are still some about then. I count thirty-one bright heads of Rebecca and still more to come. The clouds are not in conformity. Billows, streaks, pulls and ripples. In the foreground... They move quickly against a stationary backdrop. The dried flag leaves of Crocosmia rustle behind me. I take a short walk after work to the brambling hedges. It is hot, but with a strong wind too. Magpies in the tree line. A crane fly dances erratically on the path ahead of my feet. I return home with a small bag of early glossy blackberries and my hands purple stained. Friday the 10th of September. I have to wait in for an important delivery. This frustratingly means no venturing outside. I work with the back door open and listen to the comings and goings of the birds. I want to be out. By 1pm I am still waiting and it has begun to rain, on and off. For the time I get my fix of nature by stripping the dried heads of lavender that have been hanging upside down in a paper bag. The scent is soothing and heady. Dark clouds roll across the window. A huge flock of starlings fly past. The gatherings are getting bigger. Shoals of perhaps 50, 60 birds ebb and flow together. They land momentarily on rooftops, then take off once more. The shower bursts are short and light. Mid-afternoon, and I take the stripped stems to the compost... Blackbirds scatter before me. Blackberries, chilies, and tomatoes are gathered. My hands are covered in a dusting of earth from rummaging out potatoes. My hands feel at home in the soil. Two white butterflies are joined by a third in a complicated reel against the clouds. I can hear a magpie, a crow, house martins, A dark piece of flint raises its tip out of a vegetable bed Sleek, mountain-like Blue tits busy themselves in the green gauges A hoverfly lands on my arm for a while High in the far distance, against moving grey clouds I see a buzzard circling Spiralling slowly upwards until it is obscured. I wonder if it breaks through to the blue above. Saturday, the 11th of September. We are back to grey. The sky has been washed of colour. All tones are faded. A bold, juvenile blackbird forages close to the house. A caterpillar for breakfast, mottled orangey-brown and dark on its breast, one white feather on its back. The ornamental cherry has lost all of its leaves. One of the bird-planted sunflowers has five heads. Two courgette plants are sporting new, huge flowers, bright yellow gramophone horns. They open in the morning and close by afternoon. A robin sings, and blue tits call, see, over and over. I sit out in my coat with the huge pockets, perfect for my notebook. A cup of chamomile and honey tea is cradled for warmth. It is a day for comforts. I hear a crow calling in the field behind me. Birds of autumn and winter. The air is weighted. There is a soft pattering of leaves falling from the green gauges, exacerbated by wood pigeon floundering. A faint smell of bonfire is brought on a gentle breeze. Doves cool. The striking cerise droplets of fuchsia dance like jig dolls. Next door's cockerels call loudly into the dead air. Today, it sounds like a lament. By the afternoon, the sun is a jack-in-the-box, in and out. Four rooks fly over and call to their kin in the field. Everything is still so very, very dry. The sun comes out again. I find half an eggshell lying on the ground large, pristine, and white. Sunday, the 12th of September. After work. I get home and head straight outside. The best of the day has gone. Clouds pile onto clouds, onto clouds. Great metal machines and crows are the keepers of the fields the former churning up great plumes of dust, the latter, in singular solemnity, pecking at the parched earth behind. Someone walks their dog in the field. The neighbour's dogs respond with frantic barking. All is noise for a while. The leaves on the large cherry tree hang limp and curled in on themselves, like a ballet dancer, Bending to the last bough. The pile to bonfire grows. A tiny bumblebee makes the most of a new white dead nettle. The hocks by the fence are on their last flower. Somebody has nibbled or pecked through the dried globe heads of the poppies to get to the seeds within. All of a sudden, the far end of the garden has stepped into autumn. There is very little bright colour now, save for the ragwort and salvia. But I can see pyracantha berries starting to show orange. And closer to, the hawthorn has its own red jewels. Big Cat sleeps in the dried grass on the potato bed. A shouting of sparrows moves from bullis to cotoneaster. They are a talkative bunch. Big Cat scents something on the breeze. Whiskers and nose twitch to the air. I cup a herbal tea to my chest. It is not warm out. A large gust of wind sends yellow leaves tumbling from trees. The pattering as they fall and land sounds like the beginnings of rain the bearing of branches. More light shows now between twig and bough. I wander upon the thought that it is often when something has been lost that you can see clearer. Thank you for listening to Swallows on the Wire. You can follow Swallows on the Wire on Instagram at Swallows on the Wire or follow more of my works by visiting my website jenny-may.com.